I'm very excited about today's podcast. You. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about gut neurons. I'm excited because this is really a new discovery. Yeah. I mean, this this is really shocking. To me, it, yes, it's shocking. It's shocking. Funny way to talk about science, <laughs> but this is this is really an important discovery. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is groundbreaking stuff that these guys are doing. Yeah. It's a woman, too. Right. I didn't know that. Well, and, and I think that, uh, you know, we, we wrote a column this mm -hmm. week for the, the Ledger, and in it we were talking about um, on the 11th, just a couple of days ago, right. was uh, Day of the Girl. Uh, Day of the Girl Child, I think, is the official right. name of mm -hmm. the day uh, by the uh, United, United, United Nations. Nations. Correct. And um, we were talking about that a little bit, and one of the things we mentioned was that there have only been a handful of women who have won the Nobel Prize in science. Yeah, and right. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the over 115 year history yeah. of the award. Mm -hmm. um, and so Very few women have been recognized. And so it's, it's fantastic that um, mm -hmm. we're finding, we're exploring some of these things and yeah. having some of these discoveries and it's, and it's also wonderful that it's uh, women going into these areas to, to study Right. Yeah, it's been an interesting week, and we didn't we didn't really plan it that way. Right. But it's good to see that women are being recognized. Right. And the the most recent, of course, was a Nobel Prize for Chemistry a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one of the co uh, awardees mm -hmm. um, was a woman. You know, yeah. and she's only the she's actually the f fourth. It, it's the fifth prize, but Marie Curie mm -hmm. uh, discovered the X-ray won twice. So right. it's really, she's the fourth person in chem. And she didn't realize that when they told her, uh, some news person told yeah. her, said, do you realize that? She said, no, I had no idea that, right. that there were so few women yeah. who have been recognized. And what's sad about it is that women have been working on these projects with the, the men, but mm -hmm. the men get recognized. For example, uh, one of the uh, we always talk about the structure of the DNA molecule. Right. What you know, Watson and Crick are household terms. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the two, but there was a woman who worked with them. Right. You know, and she uh, sadly she died before the dis before it was awarded. But she was never recognized. You know, mm -hmm. nobody knows. Um, Barry Brazelton, great pediatrician, fabulous pediatrician, had a TV show years ago, and he developed an infant um, assessment tool. Mm -hmm with a woman who never gets recognized for yeah. her, her contribution to it. So it's good to see women being recognized. Absolutely. We talk, we're talking about this because the discovery we're talking about today, uh, the head of the research team is a woman researcher at Duke University. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. right. So we're gonna talk about, the, the article is from Science Daily, mm -hmm. and we're talking about um, gut neurons. Now, very quickly, uh, our body, we have neurons throughout our body. Um, it, it, there are different types of neurons. Uh, we have, you know, of course, we have our central nervous system, which is our brain right. and spinal cord. And then we have our peripheral nervous system, which is right. what um, receives senses, um, uh, sensations, uh, sensory stimuli from our environment, and it sends it to our brain. And then we have other neurons that go from our brain to the rest of our body to mm -hmm. make us move or re react to those. And those are motor neurons. Um, and then, so we have these um, uh, alternative, alternate, uh, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, neural pathways and, and neural systems in our body um, that allow everything to I function. I what he's trying to say. Well, the, 
we're going to be talking about gut neurons. We were just talking about all these, um, that this is a wonderful discovery. But I don't want people to think that what we're just figuring out that we have neurons in our stomach. No, no we have stomach. We have neurons throughout our body. Yeah, but what's interesting about this? Everybody has, most people have heard about the gut-brain connection. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. we're getting used to the idea that oh, there's a gut-brain. My stomach is connected. But um, nobody has really articulated the relationship right. between right. the gut and the brain. Yeah. Okay, um, we know that there's a relationship. Right. We know that we we are, we're we're fond of saying. Um, the only the gut had only the brain has more neurons than the gut. Mm -hmm. Okay, and th that was news. Right. Okay, um, but but we don't. Nobody's articulated the precise relationship right. between the neurons in the gut. Are they really brain neurons? That's what people ask. Mm -hmm. Are mm -hmm. they really brain neurons, or are they different types of neurons? And that was one of the discoveries mm -hmm. that that this team has made. That these are the. So Not just the neurons, the receptors. Right. It's really the receptor. When you talk about the peripheral and the central nervous systems, the peripheral nervous system has receptors mm -hmm. which respond to the environment. Right. And the gut has receptors that respond to the gut environment. Mm -hmm. The receptors in our skin go directly to our brain. There are three synapses, right. three connections that carry them to your brain. This discovery is the receptors in our stomach go directly to our brain. It's right. a single synapse right. that goes directly to our brain. That's the new discovery right. here. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's what surprised me. Right. And it, that that was where I was I, I was getting hung up when I was right. trying to talk about the peripheral system. Is right. It's the, like the peripheral nervous system. It, it's in your it's, in your gut. Right. And it's complicated. I mean, the the discussion that we're going to have over the next thirty minutes or so is a discussion that could be had over mm -hmm. a sixteen week course. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's complicated stuff. Right. But it's but it's fascinating because all of the things that we talk about and sort of refer to in in common nomenclature, just common mm -hmm. nomenclature, common talk. It, you know, I just had a gut feeling about it. You know, that um, I have a intuition, and, right. and you know, butterflies in our stomach. All those mm -hmm. things that we refer to at that sort of suggest that we're gaining some insight based upon some an internal feeling that comes from within right. our core mm -hmm. may be related to these um, discoveries that they're you know, they've 30, recently published. 30 years ago we talked about the right hemisphere of the brain is where we get our flashes of inspiration. Right. Now we know that the gut <laughs> is involved in that as well. Right. You know, so it's really changed how we think about and talk about mm -hmm. Um, inspiration or gut feeling or intuition right. um, now might be coming from our gut as much as it's coming from the, our brain. Right. Know, so. Yeah. And so, you know, we've all had that experience where before we're about to do something, we start feeling nauseous. Mm -hmm. We start, um, and, and it's, you know, again, thinking about how all of this stuff works. Right. It, it, we don't have headaches before we go on a present to do a presentation. Right. We have nausea and we have, you know, sort of an upset stomach. Right. Um, it, when we're excited, when we're really in, interested in something, mm -hmm. again, we don't get um, anything neurological in our brain right. that's associated mm -hmm. with that stress or excitement or anxiety or whatever mm -hmm. it is, but we feel it in our stomach. And, and in our heart. Right. Okay, which is part again, of this. Again, in our core, this right. core. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, part of the system. Right. So, so again, this is a lot of this is what led to the researchers ex trying to explore a little bit more mm -hmm. about 
how our, our gut communicates with our brain right. and what that connection looks like and how, you know, how we're informed mm -hmm. by those um, connections. Right. Yep. And their research began with a single, with a, with a single, s simple, single, mm -hmm. but elegant observation. Mm -hmm. And that is that the receptors, the sensory receptors in the stomach mm -hmm. looked like the sensory receptors on the tongue and in your nose, mm -hmm. okay? And that's fascinating because we know that taste and flavor um, is provided to us by our tongue and our nose. The, mm -hmm. the, the taste buds on your tongue and the sensory receptors in your nose combine right. to give you flavor. Right. So there are only, what are there, four basic flavors? Right. Sweet, salt, sugar, uh, sweet, Sour, bitter, salt, sugar. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so there are four basic tastes on your tongue. But when you combine them with your sense of smell, you can discern hundreds of different flavors. Mm -hmm. Some people, thousands of different flavors, right. and they're professional tasters. Um, and that's why you can't taste food well when you have a cold, because right. you're denying mm -hmm. the taste buds, the, uh, um, the aromas that create um, taste. Um, but that's what these researchers first noticed is that, man, look at these things. They look just like the tongue and the nose. Mm -hmm. you know? So I wonder, and we know that the tongue and the nose are connected directly to the brain. Right. And they said, I wonder if these are connected directly to the brain. Okay, lo and behold. Sure enough, they are. They found out that there's a single, they call it a synapse. I would call it a dendrite or an axon. Axon, yeah. That there's a single axon um, that goes from the gut directly to the brain. I, I, the, the, the way that I read it was that they referred to it as a synapse the because synapse. Th there was just one connection right. that but went it, from the gut to the to the brain. Whereas but it's carried, the, the, con the electricity from the gut is carried to the brain by a, um, uh, an axon. Right. And then there's a single synapse. Right. What that means is the speed. Right. Okay, that's exactly. what they discovered. That's that's the big discovery right. because we always talked about, you know, they they, they I remember when I was growing mm -hmm. up, um, they they talked wait back minute, in the wait day. A, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you were growing up, or when you were not as a child? Yeah. You mean when you were a student? No, when I was growing up, when I was a kid, oh. I remember. Oh, you meant growing up? Yeah. You what? always mean what you say? Typically. Okay. I'll be more careful. Sometimes. I'll have to be more careful around you. <laughs> um, but when I was growing up, I remember my parents talking about eating slower. Because oh, when you eat slower, okay. it, it, gets the, it gives the, um, your gut and your stomach time That's, to communicate to your brain right. that you're full. When you eat really fast, you end up eating more than you otherwise would because it takes, they right. always talked about minutes to hours that it would take for your gut to communicate with your brain that, hey, you're full, you've That's been right. satiated. That's a common strategy for diet, all diet plants, right. that eat more slowly mm -hmm. to give your body a chance to mm -hmm. signal right. that you're getting full. Right. My brother, um, is a sort of, he's a scientist, um, and he would always, he would always tease us and say, if you eat fast, you trick your pituitary. You know, you can eat more if you eat fast. Yeah. The, the converse of that. Right. right. So eat yeah. slowly and you'll eat less. Right. But if you want to eat a lot, eat real fast. Right. Because, and you're right, because the thinking was that it took some time mm -hmm. for the nutrients in your gut 
to signal the brain mm -hmm. to release the hormones that said you've had enough. Right. Okay. That you're this is you've eaten enough now. Okay. Right. And if you eat slowly, you give that uh, system a chance to work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, okay. And, and so now with this new research, as you said, because we're discover they've discovered that it's just a single connection right. straight from the gut to the brain, that that. Um, is now sort of looked at as an old wives tale. It's not a, um, that's not the way that our brain works, our, our gut works. It may, you know, there, there may be some of that at work. There's some you know. aspect to right. it. Right, right. Um, because in, in my, again, after reading this, what, the way that I was taking it is that what that is, is the sort of sensation of fullness where you, you, you know, you feel that mm -hmm. um, sort of in your entire, um, torso you know when you feel right. feel full mm -hmm. you, you feel that all over your body all over you know your, your right. waist and everything but the connection between your gut and your brain just for communication right is actually really fast really fast I mean we're talking seconds right the, they were surprised by the speed at which it happened right the, they said a hundred milliseconds well most people can't imagine a hundred milliseconds that's an eye blink right okay and we're not even aware of an eye blink. Right. Okay. Um, Three hundred milliseconds is a third of a second. Right. 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 I mean, when we do electrophysiology, mm -hmm. we look at that three hundred millisecond. Right. right three hundred millisecond marker, and we talk about it in very simple terms. But yet, that's a third of a second. Right. This is a third of a third of right. a second. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we're talking about parts of a second, mm -hmm. um, the, the speeds of that, mm -hmm. that magnitude. Um, and that's what the single connection means. So right. the fact that these receptors in your gut are just like the receptors on your tongue, that's fascinating to me right. because that means they can probably do the same thing. And this single connection, the speed at which this is occurring mm -hmm. was, was mind-boggling to me. Right. What a fabulous discovery. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And, and so we think about the, if, if we think about this from a um, experience perspective, you know, how many times have you been in a situation mm -hmm. that suddenly felt uneasy? You know, suddenly felt you just mm, this feeling of unease for right. no re for no apparent reason. Exactly, okay. you didn't see anything, you didn't mm -hmm. hear anything. You know, all of your typical senses right. didn't. Um, trigger anything, right. but you just had, again, just using mm -hmm. the, the word, this gut feeling that something right. wasn't right. Right. That's what we're talking about with these gut neurons. Mm -hmm. That's the communication that we're really referring to. They're reacting to something. They're something. reacting just like your tongue reacts mm -hmm. to taste or your fingers react to touch. Your your gut is reacting right. just like your skin does. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. So. The, um, so they, they published this article, right. um, this research in Science. Which means it was peer-reviewed. Right. Which also um, is pretty impressive. Impressive. Because to right. get into science is... That's, that's, that's high-level science. Yeah. Science is high-level. Yeah. yeah. And it's a journal with a good reputation. Yeah. So this, this isn't garage band stuff. This is, this is the real thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so now we're starting to look at the gut as another sensory organ. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that shifts our, our entire thinking of the, of the gut. Um, because when we, you know, we, one of the things we talk about a lot on the podcast is diet. Right. Well, your diet has a direct impact, mm -hmm. a direct influence 
on your gut functioning, right. you know, the right. way that you, you know, your stomach is feeling. So I think about people with, you know, irritable bowel syndrome mm -hmm. or, um, mm -hmm. you know, some of those conditions that really mess up um, your gastrointestinal system. Right. It, it's sort of akin to wearing something that interferes with your vision because right. now you're doing something that's interfering with your gut function mm -hmm. that's not going to allow that sensory organ to communicate with you. And when we talk about things like irritable bowel and ulcers and ulcerative colitis and all these inflammatory diseases, when we think about stress mm -hmm. and we think about being overwhelmed, being tired, being fatigued, we always think of its effects on the brain. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Now this this research and another research addressing these same issues um, begin to suggest that the gut is also responding right. to these things and and why do we have why do we have gastrointestinal problems when we have stress well because right. it's affecting those receptors Absolutely. Absolutely. as though you know it's like burning your tongue these mm -hmm. are sensitive areas of our body and a little bit of stress uh, goes a long way Absolutely. in the gut okay so when we talk about inflammatory problems which is what all these um, GI problems right. are most of them are inflammatory disorders um, now it makes sense because these little receptors are down there getting knocked around by right. the stress hormones. Okay? Right. And so, so it's, I've always thought of the brain being affected. Now I know the gut is being affected, mm -hmm. which is also affecting the brain. Right. So. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complicated system. Oh, and and the, the way that they conducted the research, I don't know if you want oh, to get into gosh. that. Oh my gosh. The procedures that they use, that's the elegance of this. Yes. Yeah. How they studied it. Yeah, because they, they made the observation and they, they came up with a strategy to to test their hypotheses mm -hmm. by, by using a rabies virus. As soon as I read that, I said, well, they're not operating on humans, obviously. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so poor mice. Right? Yeah. Mice volunteered for this. Yes. Yeah. So they, they, they used the rabies virus because of the way that the, that virus affects mm -hmm. the person, uh, right. you know, uh, the, the organism. Mm -hmm. And they used the rabies virus to interfere with certain neurotransmitters right. and the way that they um, allow the uh, neurons to communicate. Right, right. They, they also tagged it with a neon color, a green neon um, uh -huh. gas, yeah. liquid, and so they could trace it, okay? You, right. you could see it going through the nerves mm -hmm. uh, because they put, a, um, they put a, a tracer on it so they could, they could watch it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's so, fascinating. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it was a combination of of, of all of these um, imaging techniques that we that we use on humans, right? Um, yeah, to, to 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 trace and to follow the pathways of you know uh, sugar and oxygen right. and and you know the particular neurotransmitters that we're interested in. They were really interested right. in glutamate, uh, which is a uh, which is a, the primary excitatory neurotransmitter. Right. Um, so mm -hmm. it it stimulates or encourages the excitation of right. neurons. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's why yeah. you know when you eat foods that have monosodium glutamate <laughs> in it, um, your senses and your 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 taste buds and everything are really stimulated and it makes you want to eat more. And it makes your heart beat faster. Right. right? It makes because you very excited. We haven't even talked about the vagus nerve yet. No, yeah. <laughs> but we, we can do that today. We can. Yeah. I don't know. 
So anyway, the, the experiment was they tagged this mm -hmm. rabies virus, mm -hmm. and they were so they were able to trace it right. as it moved uh, from the gut to the brain. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the, the rabies virus likes the hippocampus, right. so it, it went to that part of the so so they knew it was going to try to find that part of the brain. Mm -hmm. So that, so it was going to head to the brain. Right, and and of course the hippocampus is is. Um, critically involved in memory. Memory. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so again, we're getting that information to the brain that's going to right. then uh, create memories. But more specifically, again, just the idea of how quickly does it get from our gut to our right. brain? Right. Um, and we we study mice and rats uh, because despite. D despite some significant differences between our, our relative brains, uh, there are a lot of similarities. They're, they're remarkably similar. The, the, yes. These mammalian systems are, are remarkably similar. Yeah. And, and the authors say that, that mm -hmm. this is probably going to be the same kind of right. thing in humans because the systems are so similar. I mean, my goodness, some of our research comes from studying fruit flies. Mm -hmm. Well, if fruit flies apply, certainly mammals um, apply. The, the, the um, brain of a human is almost, it is indistinguishable from the brain of a chimpanzee mm -hmm. or, or some of the old world monkeys. I mean, right. that we have all the same structures. There's only right. about a 3% difference. Right. So, and the, most of those differences is with the, the neocortex, right. the, uh, the wrinkly part. Mm -hmm. uh, right. the all the underlying structures and everything are almost they're identical. They're all the same. Yeah, mm -hmm. when we did neuroscience, when we studied it years ago, we just used monkey brains because they had exactly the same, they were smaller, but, but uh, had the same anatomy. Right. So, so it is with the digestive system right. that this is probably going to hold with humans as well as it does with mice. Right. Plus, mice are available. We use right. them because they're available. We breed them for this. Right. They're they're bred for research purposes. Right. They arrive in a box like a big carton of eggs. Mm -hmm. You know, each one has a little chamber. You know, and they're, they're they're well cared for. <laughs> they're well cared for until and then we give them rabies and. <laughs> And we look at their brains. I hope my daughter's not listening to this. <laughs> She'll never speak to us again. Well, as long as it's not, she would be okay if we used frogs. Though. Oh, she'd be happy that we'd be uh, dealing with the frog populations right. in the country. Um, no, but this is this is really a um, this is really groundbreaking research that people really should know about. Right. It changed my thinking completely. Right. Uh, it was it was just astonishing to see the, uh, the receptor sites, because receptor sites are something that you and I talk about, teach right. about. Um, it's how drugs work, it's how mm -hmm. hormones and neurochemicals work in our brain. And suddenly, to think of these receptor sites in the, in the gut, uh, reacting exactly as they do in the right. brain, was absolutely fascinating research. So, boy, um, give credit to these people. Not only for their observation that they saw the similarity, but the uh, wonderful, uh, um, experimental procedures right. that they used to study the issue, right. to study the question. So yeah, because they really broke it yeah, down. Hats off. Uh, to to go from you know just looking at what happens w with a sugar mix to yeah. you know what happens when we do something to affect glutamate mm -hmm. and, right. and and so on. So it's really it's, right. it really is fascinating. And and again, one of the reasons that we found this really important to talk about mm -hmm. is not just because of the uh, the wonderful discovery, but also because you know, to reiterate the importance of our overall health and the way that we're taking mm -hmm. care of ourselves and, right. and our, you know, the, the importance of a nutritional diet and, and all that. Because when, when you think about the gut as another sensory organ mm -hmm. and we think about the way in which 
our gut functions and the, the vast amount of communication that, that travels right. from our gut to our brain, not just for what we're eating, but also for what we, um, again, those gut feelings mm -hmm. and those um, sort right. of intuitions about what's going on around us. Um, when our gut is unhealthy, we're, we're losing a significant source of information about right. our environment. Yeah, you're sacrificing. Yeah. Um, you know, because you say, well, what are the practical implications of this? And right. I, as I was reading this and, and this morning as we're talking about it, I'm thinking that we, we care for our brain so carefully. You right. know, we don't want to do it. We sleep and we do this and we care for our brain. We abuse our gut. Mm -hmm. I mean, the foods that we eat and the, the mm -hmm. additives that we're putting in. And, you know, think of what you're dumping into your gut every right. day, right? This is a delicate system mm -hmm. that we're talking about. Absolutely. And it's easy to upset it. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing diabetes and right. you know uh, irritable bowel and all these other digestive system disorders that mm -hmm. are related to stress and abuse. Right. So, man, the take-home message here I think would be gentle right. on your gut, uh, or at least as gentle as you are with your tongue. Right. You know, yeah. It's the same, same basic anatomy. So. Yeah. And, and and perhaps the last major point uh, that we wanted to make is the idea that, or or is the other observation from other, some other research mm -hmm. that suggests that we have just as many, if not more, neur um, neurotransmitters right. in our in our gut as we yeah, do in our brain, exactly. um, especially serotonin. Mm -hmm. All right, and so once again, that um, delicate balance yeah. that we that we need to maintain yeah. in our gut influences the the presence of those neurotransmitters, and we mm -hmm. all know that when we um, when we experience significant increases or decreases in certain neurotransmitters, right. we tend to be at risk for various mental health conditions. Serotonin is often implicated in right. depression and anxiety and some of those other mm -hmm. um, sort of emotional-based um, internalizing right. uh, disorders. And so when we're not taking care of our gut, it again makes sense that some of that communication may contribute to some of the right. depressive feelings that we feel at times. Mm -hmm. um, it certainly relates to when when we're depressed or when we're down, when we eat certain foods, it kind of lifts mm -hmm. our mood temporarily. Right. Um, it encourages the, the production and the transmission of some of those neurotransmitters and mm -hmm. it communicates directly with our brain very, very quickly making us feel a little bit better, uh, albeit temporarily. Right, how many years have we talked about emotional eating? Absolutely. You, know, you get sad and depressed, you want donuts and cookies mm -hmm. and that sort of All those simple carbs. soft, simple carbohydrates. Um, so, yeah, the, there are a trip to fan in Turkey, you mm -hmm. know, where right. we all know that connection where you, um, Turkey has is high in tryptophan, or warming right. milk and releases tryptophan. And tryptophan is the, the precursor, the essential <laughs> amino acid necessary for serotonin. For serotonin, so you create serotonin, that's what makes you sleepy. So you we've kind of had little hints of this connection, mm -hmm. but to have this much direct evidence. And, and, and the, the, the evidence of the speed. The speed, right. And that's the, the and big the, thing. this direct connection uh, was fascinating. Absolutely. You know, so so, so yeah. check out this uh, study, we're, we're gonna, we're going to work to talk more about some of the uh, implications of this, mm -hmm. uh, especially as it relates to you know right. how we're eating and how we're taking care of our gut. Because yeah, you got to be careful. Which you know, I'm on a couple of different listservs um, related to you know uh, and health and nutrition mm -hmm. and things like that. And and gut health is 
It, it, it is the topic of discussion almost every day. I'm going to be going to a meeting today, and one of the things on the agenda is nutrition is medicine. Food right. is medicine. Right. Okay, And so there's a nutritionist um, who's going to be a dietitian slash nutritionist who's going to be there talking about using food as medicine. Yeah. So, so like our friend Leslie Korn. Yeah. Uh, been fabulous addition yeah you know absolutely to this discussion so definitely very good so, stuff all right mm -hmm. well that, that's it for today then until next time that's it for this week i know this is friday it's another week or saturday it's saturday right yeah. mm -hmm. so you're losing a day you've had a very busy week my goodness so you left you you lost a day or two it's okay at least you know that no never oh i almost i was watching a tv commercial <laughs> Two days in a row. See? No. It's for you the Apple. It's for the Apple phone, the new iPhone. Mm -hmm. And the girl creates, she said she created a she's created a way of adding more time. Yeah. <laughs> the 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the beta version. Yeah. Cecil. Okay. So you lost it. You needed that kind of a clock yeah. this week. Just to have the extra time. You need extra you need a few extra hours. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Until next time. Stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.